0: it's the smart driving cars podcast thanks for tuning in once again this edition a special edition is sponsored by the smart etfs smart transportation and technology etf symbol m-o-t-o for more information head to MOTOETF.com. technical support is provided by carts the corporation for automated road transportation safety a 501c3 corporation I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the faculty chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hey, good afternoon, Fred. Good afternoon. There are only a handful of companies, really, that have been taking all of the investment dollars, the technology, demonstrations, and trials, and turning dreams into reality. Cruise is one of those, with GM and Honda as operating partners and Microsoft as their strategic partner. There's also backing from Walmart, SoftBank, and T. row Price. And with us from Cruise, we're very happy to welcome Mo El Shinawi, Executive Vice President of Engineering. Glad to see you, Mo. Glad to be here. Thanks for having oh, me.
1: Oh, welcome. Welcome. So nice to have you.
0: Thanks. Um, you. Mo, you've been with the company for four years, but what an eventful last few months. You've received a DMV permit in California allowing your driverless vehicles to carry members of the public and have applied for a permit to begin charging for those rides. Give us the overview of what's taking place right now, first off, in San Francisco.
2: Uh, Yeah, indeed. Uh, I'll start with the moment I'll never forget, and I know that for sure. I know I'll never forget that uh, first ride I had in a fully driverless AV um, in here in san francisco and we've done this as you've mentioned uh, back in uh, late 2021 after receiving the right permits for it so w- working backwards from where we are today we do have public driverless avs in the streets of san francisco we are taking a very deliberate approach into how are we expanding our service so today we're operating the driverless fleet only at night between 11 p.m. and 5 a.m. in the northwest section of the city and we are taking a small incremental steps to ensure operational readiness and product market fit as we expand our fleet but that amazing moment has been years in the making and and frankly it's been years in the making before i even joined the company i've been here for 4 years on some change and um, we're all rowing in that one direction to safely put AVs down on the road. We started driverless testing in 2020, actually uh, towards the end of 2020, so almost one year before that moment. And uh, we've been progressing steadily to get to this um, milestone, amazing milestone that we had where we truly have driverless, no gimmicks, no strings attached, true driverless AVs in the streets of San Francisco.
0: No, no safety drivers involved.
2: No safety drivers involved.
1: So, so Mo, if I, if I can, you know, throw in a comment. I mean, I I really appreciate w- what you're doing in San Francisco, and the, and the way you're doing it. I mean, if if I some people sort of roll their eyes and they say, "Oh, midnight to five a.m." So what? If if you are poor in San Francisco, and the only job you have is is a third shift job. There is no mobility provided, except for what you can provide at that time. So in fact, your best customer, your customer at that time is actually the person that you have the opportunity to just, you know, improve their lives because you provide mobility at a time where, you know, otherwise you really have to reach in your pocket and it's non-cheap and, and, you know, it's... i don't think many people point that out and i just want to point it out it's it's look we got to get this started at times when it may be easy but in fact that is an enormous value proposition that you deliver to to at least some folks that live there in 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 San Francisco yeah. that don't have access to a car. Certainly the buses aren't running. I mean, you know, the even the Metro doesn't, even the whatever doesn't run 24 seven. So, you know, comment or yeah. my comment or whatever, I just you're, wanted to throw that So out you're spot there, on,
2: Ellen. Okay? This, is, this is a great comment. You're spot on yeah. on the product market fit angle. And that's, that's why we're really starting here. We do see a true case where safety and reliability of the current alternatives is, is just not there. Uh, So to provide a reliable, always there option for you that's never going to get tired or distracted or, um, you know, or or drowsy at that late at night is a great place to start. But as I said, it's not not, uh, only uh, optimizing for uh, easy. It's not that at all, actually. We've seen... uh, some very challenging night driving situations, as you know, most of the other drivers on the road at this time yeah. are not at their absolute best. So uh, more traffic violations, we actually track there, people blowing through red traffic lights, uh, very yeah. hard to see occluded pedestrians, uh, uh, weather conditions, you name it. So it's it's yeah. a truly, um, it, it meets the intersection between our safety mission in one hand, at the same time, providing a true uh, value for customers in need, to your point. Mm-hmm. And, and more importantly, as I've mentioned, we are taking a very deliberate approach to win the trust of the city that we've been operating in for so long, right? We don't want to launch this at the city. We're launching it with the city. We're taking very deliberate uh, incremental approach so that people can see our progress, steady and slow progress, and we learn from it and and, uh, and go from there.
0: You know, we've talked, we've talked for some time uh, about driverless with a mobility service like this and how there really isn't a business model that that makes sense unless it is driverless do you go along with that is is that a correct assumption
2: hundred percent um that the key point here is to remove the most expensive factor in transportation which is hiring your private driver uh to go from point a to point b um, even if that's yourself in some cases i mean we've seen uh we we have to your point the current system is just fundamentally flawed it's not sustainably or or uh, it doesn't have the equity we want we we've seen transportation deserts in city and we've seen families spend up to 30% poor families especially spent up to 30% of their disposable income on transportation so in jersey um,
1: it's higher it's higher than 30% it's it's almost 80% because because some people that live like in, near the pine barrens and so on right. you don't have a car you, you can't and therefore you're you're stuck and if if uber and lyft drivers get a living wage it's not cheap not you know exactly right. if we get exactly somebody right. to drive for free yeah okay how long does that last
2: you know right two seconds right. And- And that's exactly the point, like removing the most expensive factor in in the driving equation in this case, and and replacing it with a driving system that is safe and and reliable, um, takes this to a very different level. And it truly changes the face of transportation where it's like the single occupant gasoline-driven personal cars becomes, um, it doesn't make much sense even from an economic perspective uh, once we succeed in our mission. Well, yeah, well that, that's, certain, that. that's ahead, certainly
1: man. our view over here from from where we, we're in the East Coast. You guys are on the West Coast, you know, but we see it the same. I mean, seriously, yes. you know, in, in, in the discussions we've had here to try to invite you to, to come to come to Trenton, to, to do it in Trenton, where 70 percent of the households have access to one or fewer cars. I mean, you, you, you go, you go talk to people and it makes you cry how they're, you know, they can't get the, 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 where they can't walk to. Uh, if they can't walk to it, they can't really get there. And it's just no, a no. shame. It's, it's, a, it's a darn shame. And, and my goodness, to, to be able to provide this this kind of mobility to them. I mean, it's life changing, we think. And, and I think we have everybody lined up around here believing it.
0: Absolutely. We wanted to get into a little bit, uh, Mo, uh, about the process that you used to get to to driverless operation. The decision to pull the safety driver. How you got there. Take us inside as best you can here.
2: Uh, yeah, that's a that's a great topic. Um, so first, off, I would start by like, as I've mentioned, while this one moment has been the highlight and it's been um, long in the waiting. At no point of time, we felt rushed or pressed to meet a certain timeline. Um, our approach is entirely principled around safety. And that's the number one principle that we have here, and that's what we keep in mind. So uh, to get to a point where we take a, a safety driver out of, of the car, that's something that we don't take lightly at all. And it's been, as I've mentioned, years in the making. and it. Um, it's, it's principled around safety, and in order to do that, you have to like have an ecosystem of testing tools with high confidence that you can really rely on and uh, continuously tie that loop back between our on-road driving and our testing systems. I would highlight that having a simulation, an AV simulation or an AV testing system could be as challenging as the AV problem itself. Mm-hmm. And um, we've, uh, over the year, been working on a, an end-to-end set of tools and infrastructure and ecosystem of testing so that we can enable our engineers to iterate quickly. And that's principled around also creating a psychological safe environment for experimentation where we can push changes and have high confidence on the impact of these changing, as I mentioned, again, through our mm-hmm. various testing systems, the Swiss cheese approach level of testing uh, that continuously close the loop with between our testing systems and our on-road performance. That's mainly uh, how we, like on a high level, strategically how we get there. And, and of course, there's nothing better than, than doing all this in one of the most complex driving environments in the world, which is San Francisco. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, you know, <laughs> Uh, Maybe one isn't trying to one one should maybe try to do it in the worst place first. I mean, I've argued that, you know, Frank Sinatra, if you can do it in New York, you can do it anywhere. Okay, maybe. But, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe one should, you know, uh, do it easy uh, or, you know, whatever. The, the, The objective here isn't isn't. I don't, I hope, I don't know, isn't to solve every problem. It's to solve uh, some problems. I think the, the way we're sort of putting it here in, in Jersey is, you know, of course, we want to get to 24-7, and, but we don't want to do 365.25. I mean, uh, you know, one, one of the guys on our team for New Jersey DOT, he's responsible for sh- for shoveling the snow on the roadways. I mean, the guy, I mean, you, you want to kiss his feet, you know, please, whenever it snowed. But it, but if it snows, let's just you know, cool it for a while. Yeah. Wait, you know, um, and till it's till it's shoveled, and then go out there. I mean, I. You know the, the, that's it. I mean, that meant to, you know, to me that, that that seems a bit who am I? I'm some sort of academic, don't know anything, I, but
2: whatever. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. But there is a spectrum. And you have a very right? But there is a spectrum, right? Like we don't want to get into a way, I think what I'm hearing you say, into yeah. a complete paralysis by analysis because you're shooting for perfection from there. Right, right. And right. That's not necessarily what we're doing. Like this is at yeah. the end of the day, we're we're building an AV, right? A playbook that's right. never been done before for. Right, and, and as you all know, it's it's a, a fundamentally uh, an AI problem and robotics problem to serve, an ML problem, right? Which yep. is rooted on the data and the quality of the data we're learning from. So accordingly, our strategy has been solidly focused and, and unwavered. We haven't flip-flopped on it much, which is starting from an intensively hard areas to drive because Otherwise, we are afraid that we can paint ourselves in a corner from an architecture perspective where it would be very hard to change mm-hmm. sure. things in the sure. future, right? So sure. building a system that would be extendable <clears throat> and would be scalable, would be easily portable to other cities, sure. was one of the main goals for our mm-hmm. missions. And that's why we focused on this hard place to start with. Uh, because as you know, it's all about the quality of the data and the quality of our deep network uh, models running on the car uh, relies on that. So um, you know, that, that did actually impact a lot of decisions on an architectural perspective, including even our sensor suite selection and our sensor placements, our failover systems, mm-hmm. and a lot more uh, related to the environment we operate with that we could have missed uh, from a purely easy suburban driving plus a simulation yeah, yeah. system that is powered by one's imagination rather than road exposure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. Uh, you, you, you sort of mentioned a little bit with respect to the vehicle. It, from my view, for whatever I know, it seems that you've you've been out there the first one to say, hey, we're going to build our own vehicle without a steering wheel. You know what progress are you making with with Nitsa on that one, or whatever, or getting a vehicle, or designing a vehicle for this? Can can you touch on that a little bit, as to you know uh, where you are on the vehicle side?
2: Yeah sure I mean again this it, it relates to really what we're setting to do here right we're not after launching a demo service that would not scale and and mm-hmm. fundamental part of this is the viable business model right so we're super lucky to have like two big OEMs like GM and Honda yeah. in, in our corner that we can yeah. leverage I mean, yeah no There's that, hundreds I mean, you, of combined years it. of car experience <laughs> Right, so yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the production of actually our origin, the pre-production of those have yeah. already started. Uh, GM went through the validation last summer. Uh, we're getting uh, about a hundred plus of pre-production units uh, this year, and we're working through with Nitsa and uh, in the approval process. But uh, volume production is actually set to start in 2023. So this is this is very real. It's happening, and it's our way to scale. Um, this service through multiple cities uh, here in the US and globally. Um, and the advantage of building an AV from the ground up that is fully designed from the ground up to be a ride share per AV um, is, is fantastic. So, the value proposition this brings into the customers and to the customer experience is, is unmatched to anything else in the market right now that you can retrofit with sensors.
1: I certainly appreciate it. Well, for whatever it means, I certainly appreciate that because of course, to me, um, you know, the ride sharing is really important. I mean, if, if you're, if you're thinking, if you're thinking about the, about sustainability, it has to be there. If you're thinking about affordability, it has to be there. I mean, and I guess, you know, some people say, well, nobody's going to ride with anybody. Well, I don't know. I mean, if you, if you make it attractive, why wouldn't they? I mean, they, I, I always use the elevator. An analogy. I mean, uh, you know, I might prefer to have an elevator by myself, but if Fred wants to get in with me, do I push him out the door? I, I, you know, I put up with him, or you know, and and and, and so I mean, that, and in some sense, it builds a community, and it really, I mean, especially coming out of COVID, we need whatever. I don't know. I just think the sociology of that works, and and is something that that should be promoted and, and 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 enchanted. And then the other thing is. I mean the opportunity that you have to have to have car builders building this for you that have all the experience and knowledge. I mean it's non-trivial to put together a vehicle, right? I mean I, I think it's non-trivial uh, and 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 to have that, you know. So you know, um, kudos to you on 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 all of that.
0: Mo is is the plan to use uh, the Origin vehicles in, in the Robo taxi service that's you're hoping to start this year?
2: Uh, no, this year we are uh, very focused into launching a driverless service here in San Francisco with the permits we have. And we are one CPUC permit away from getting uh, paid rides, like having paid rides here in, in San Francisco. So that's what we're focused on for 2022. As you know, any vehicle program has to start in parallel, like years ahead of it. So as I mentioned, the uh, volume production starts at 2023. And of course, we're working closely with the government to go through all the necessity and needed approval process. This is something that Cruz, we are very, very keen on building the right relation, building the trust relation with, with both the customers and the regulatory bodies as we do this. I mean, so the it, origin it,
0: vehicles will be later on at, at a later date. Correct.
1: It, it always surprised me as <laughs> to you know, what's the big hang up California that you should charge somebody for a service you provide? I mean, really, you're supposed to do it for free. I mean, Where does that? But anyway, we won't go there. I won't drag you into that one. I just, I just don't understand. It seems to me that you you provide a valued service. You should be able to charge for it. I mean, you know, no, but (laughs) whatever. Very
2: true. We're also empathetic to like our regulatory uh, partners as we go through this. Again, it's we're defining something that's completely novel and new here, and we're just taking it one step at a time. we're we're very confident in that progress. Yeah, and, and here
1: in Jersey, we certainly look at the, you know what California's done, and I guess at least some of us, in looking at it, we see some very positive things and other things that we say, um, well, that doesn't seem to make sense. But haven't seen the you know the, the my goodness, if it's a service and people want to use it and it's safe, whew, well, I mean, why not try? But anyway, never mind. We won't go there.
0: Um, well. We're going to get, we're going to get in back into Jersey in a second. But first, this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, Symbol MOTO. To get more info, head to MOTOETF.com. On the website, look for the white paper called The Smart Transportation Revolution. You'll find it under the Insights and News tab. Some great information there to help you make informed decisions You may know that ETFs can be a good way to spread risk with investments, maybe focus on a particular category of stocks. The website, again, is MOTOETF.com. We are back with more of Smart Driving Cars and our guest, Mo Shinawi, Executive Vice President of Engineering at Cruise. Mo, we've watched uh, and applauded what Waymo has accomplished in Arizona, but have wondered aloud uh, about the business case and societal benefit there. 70% of the households in Chandler, as Alan points out quite often, have access to two or more cars. San Francisco, you're feeling what you're doing, it's a better environment there, a more meaningful environment for this kind of service?
2: We strongly believe that, yes. Um, It's it's an environment, uh, as as we've touched on before, that have this uh, proper intersection we're looking for between what we need from a technology perspective and this rich data set that we're accumulating and learnings we're accumulating every day, but very importantly, the impact that we're after as well. And and what puts a meaning behind the mission is where you find a true product market fit for the service you're about to launch in an area where you can feel an immediate value add because of your services to the community. Uh, so that intersection is super important to us. And we believe San Francisco is one of the best places in the world to start that.
0: You've touched oh. on it al- already, but let's get into a little bit more of what's driving, so to speak, all of, all of this. The societal benefit, the good that this is going to do, because so much money has been poured into this technology by your company and, and quite a few others here. So what, what is the good that's going to come out of it?
2: what's your vision uh yeah that that's a great one like we we do firmly believe that we will be able to change the face of transportation and um that happens through this much more reliable service that is much more sustainable all electric um ride share based service that we can launch in multiple cities that not only would be much safer uh, than the current alternatives but as I mentioned it would uh, provide the needed um, equitable transportations in certain cases because taking this uh, most expensive factor out of the driving equation allows us to go and serve a much broader uh, segment of, of the of this entire sector so Uh, You know, we envision cities that really can um, embrace this and and change the face of the entire city, not not just the the transportation. Every current car right now takes like up to three parking lots. It's usually barely used even 5% of the time, if that much. And uh, we've talked about how much income family spends on this, uh, how much time you spend on commute every day. And um, if you envision the future with driverless cars where it's, uh, it's, it's more sustainable, more equitable, but more importantly, the, the, the safety aspects into the community, the, the economic prosperity that this can drive back by giving uh, that many people their time back in a, in a much more reliable way of transportation is something that we are looking forward to and it keeps us going here every day
1: well that, that's that's exactly the way that's what's motivating us here and that's what's gotten everybody lined up you know from from the residents all the way to to the governor and so on it's it's amazing um the the um uh, the um yearning for this kind of of opportunity here in, in and and this is what is putting us all together to try to and you know try to get you to come to new new jersey or uh, you know and 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 do it here i mean it, you, you go to the community and you you talk to people about you know how are you getting places and my goodness it is oh it is it, i mean, make, it makes you cry i mean we've developed vignettes and i mean are you kidding and and the, and, and the change you, you know mobility provides opportunity because of the accessibility and in some sense it allows allows those that don't have it to have it those of us that have, you know, who knows how many cars available, drop of a head out of the kitchen, boom, we go, ban, tube, no problem. I mean, you don't have that. I, I you, And and if one looks at, 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 at social services for low income housing, for health care, for everything else, you know, how much society has done. And then you look at what society has done for mobility. They give you a bus, a 606 that operates, you know, at best every half hour for 10 hours of the day that's it it only goes a couple places are you kidding that's doing something for people i mean it drives me nuts so we've gone we've gone sort of crazy here in new jersey i mean we are we We appreciate
2: that uh, passion a lot by the way uh, I mean, to me
1: it's it's the value proposition here you know yeah. the 200 billion or whatever's been involved here. Sure, yeah, I might like to have one. Uh, you know, I probably have to. I have too much mobility. You know, whatever. I I've been blessed. I'm I'm very happy. But boy, there are not more than a few people that yeah. this just fundamentally helps them. I mean, it's and I'm sure you found it in San Francisco where you're operating. And and if you're operating at night, my goodness, uh, what what's the option? Walking. There is no right. no other right. option, right? Huh. Yeah. Only, whoa.
0: <laughs> so I guess what, uh, what Alan's pointing out here is, or trying to get is what might your thoughts be about what it would take to get a company, to get crews interested in, in Trenton and, and places like. We, we've, we're very much aware, despite what we're saying, that there are, there are many, many, many Trentons. That's why it's a great place to this is uh
2: no i this is fundamentally again at the core of our mission right like we can't really uh have the impact we're gonna have without scale and that means operating in multiple cities here in the us and globally over time so all i can tell you is we have solid plans to expand beyond san francisco at the right time with the right uh vehicles uh, and that's all—all all really integral part of our mission here. We we take this extremely serious. I know we're, we're approaching time here, but I I want to touch on the, just the, the technological challenge and maybe tying it back to like okay, why start in San Francisco or like why are we staying that long in San Francisco? Um, perhaps to give you like a quick point of view on the scale we're operating with here, based on the, the rich data and the rich. Um, number of uh, cases and maneuvers we see on a day-by-day basis. We choose to operate in areas where, on average, we have about 46 to 50 times more complex scenarios between DPVs and uh, cyclists cutting into in front of us or pedestrians Mm -hmm. doing unpredictable acts and and unprotected left turns, very complex geometry and intersections and so on. That translates from a technology perspective in us ingesting hundreds of petabytes of data and processing that per month. You know, more data than every movie ever made in, in 4K. Uh, we ingest and process that, go through it every month. We go through like our, our engineers do millions of queries every month to pick very specific scenarios or very specific cases to enrich our machine learning models. Beside, of course, our continuous learning machine, which is like the self-supervised way we're learning through driving. You know, take take something like our prediction system, which happens to be like you know almost self-learning or self-supervised uh, from perception. Because you know, the future is is the next version of the present when you look at it from our cars. Um, but we take all this stuff and we compute. We we, we created our own time machine. I, I'm, I'm I'm super passionate to tell you that we we run hundreds of, of compute years, more than 800 of compute years per day. That's that's the equivalent of a time machine that we've created here to catch up with human evolution. And we're doing everything possible, as I mentioned, to create a very safe, scalable ecosystem that allow us to take this technology and scale it in multiple cities and very confident in our approach and in, in, in what we're doing right now is the best and fastest way to get us there over the long term. Um, so I, I hope this uh, gives you hope that uh, that what we're doing right now will scale to other cities much easier because of the infrastructure that we have, because mm-hmm. of the tooling system that we've created, and make it a lot more easier for us to move from city one to city number n.
0: This has oh. got to be tremendously rewarding for you personally too, working working on a on on this problem, this issue, that has the potential really to change societies globally.
2: Absolutely, and, and it, it's very rare to have such a, a rewarding and very complex technological channel, challenge where you're pushing AI and robotics, state-of-the-art, uh, you're putting the edge on that, and at the same time, it has a very meaningful impact, to so an earlier point, on people that you see every day, and you can start immediately, and you can see that value proposition today. Uh, from a safety perspective, from an equity perspective, and more.
0: Well, we want to thank you, Mo, for spending time with us and hope to see more of you and your colleagues at Cruise. The website for more info is getcruise.com. Congratulations and thank you, Mo. Thanks so much for having
2: me.
1: Yeah, Carl Moen. Again, congratulations on all the progress we, we uh, uh, you've made over the years. And and um, uh, you know, um, um, I'm 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 totally jealous because I guess you know I met everybody at the very beginning and whatever and uh, what it's it's just it's just you know it's really it's it's really nice what you've accomplished. And and you Thanks know, so much, keep, keep going, keep going. You know, this is. Uh, uh, you're going to change the world, you know. Thank you
2: so much. I Appreciate both of you. I'm looking forward to chat more.
0: Well, Alan, that was really terrific. But we want to touch on a couple of other quick headlines uh, to get to from this week. Uh, Mobileye filing for an IPO. So here, here that comes.
1: Right. I you know I guess they've been hinting at it for for some time. Um, uh, I guess this has to do with finance and financial engineering and even though i'm a professor of operations research and financial engineering i don't whatever you know great
0: but it's it's going to put i guess a lot more money behind this whole effort too once you want to spend something i, like I guess
1: i guess uh, you know it seems to me you know intel um you know uh, had deep pockets uh you know whether it's worth more as a separate entity or or more internally to improve, uh, Intel, you know, stock value. Hey,
0: I don't know what the numbers are, but I'm sure they'll still have a. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm
1: sure. I'm sure the, that the, they're, they're a player. I mean, they, 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 they can be a player. Okay. Um, they certainly are a player in what we call, um, um, um self-driving cars in other words or what other people let's call level 2 certainly you know they have a a, 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 a substantial customer set of 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 uh, nameplates that uh, use their their technology to do um, you know intelligent cruise control and so on automated emergency braking and whatever uh, so yeah they, they they're a player there uh, whether or not they become a player in the driverless end uh you know to me is is uh, we'll wait and see they may they may not want to there may be such a market to, you know to just deal with with uh, uh, with uh, self-driving or level two um, you know driverless that to actually provide mobility to People in goods without an attendant, and to do it as we like to say safe, equitable, affordable, affordable being a big, a sustainable, um, a high quality mobility. Um, and maybe, maybe not. Uh, sort of say, but um, they sort of say. Yep.
0: From TechCrunch uh, <clears throat> Autonomous vehicle startup Pony AI will issue a recall for three vehicles that follows an October crash in California. Uh, The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is, is saying that this is the first recall of an automated driving system. Reuters was the first, I guess, to report. Well, I, I don't know.
1: I, I have no idea what that means. Uh, you know, recall. I mean, look, I mean, what's a recall? Uh, update Typically your software. Pull it, it
0: off the road until it gets fixed. I suppose. Well, maybe. I guess so.
1: I, I sure, but uh, of course, if you start crashing, you're of course going to pull the darn thing. I don't know if you call that a recall. I'm fine, call it a recall. Uh, what what what's bothered me, and and it, again, it's probably from my ignorance. Uh, with respect to, to the, the crash that they had, I, I just think you know. Again, my opinion is that you, you, nobody should test without a without a driver or a attendant in the vehicles. I mean, it's a test. Why would you do that? What to save a few bucks for the, from the, from having to hire an attendant? You're not out there trying to provide affordable mobility to packages and and people. You're trying to figure out, you know, what you didn't know. And and you would really risk, you know, you would take off that layer of of oversight that an attendant uh, would do to be driverless. What? I mean, so that Reuters says, hey, driverless? Nobody who cares, cares. People that people that care, why care that you're safe and that the thing works. And, and if it works and there's a person in there, it works. And the only reason to take the person out of there is, as we just got done discussing, is because the business case, you have to have alms for the poor instead of having a business case. And that's not sustainable. And, and, and so, you know, if one is really trying to provide high quality mobility to people or goods, one has to look at the balance sheet and in the balance sheet, there's a driver cost. But that's when you're trying to deliver the value of the proposition of the mobility, not when you're testing it to find out if it works. Jeez, test it with somebody in there in case, oh my goodness. And 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 once you have oh no oh my goodnesses and it just works, and you have no disengagements in your operational design domain, then you I think you're good to go, in business deliver mobility. But when you're testing, you don't have human oversight. I don't think AI is that good yet. I mean I don't know maybe what am I I don't you know. <laughs> No, come on, this isn't, yeah, this, isn't the, this isn't this isn't the, the Sunday supplement. I mean, what do you, who are you trying to prove? Oh look oh, who oh, I was a driver. I, no but were you safe? Was there disengagement? And, and, and please be honest about well, you have to be honest to yourself otherwise you'll never be in business.
0: I Alan, the. Whatever. Uh, the Smart Driving Car Summit now planned for early June, and it's gonna be focused as we've been talking about on, on what's going on with Trenton Moves and, and the, the, the real progress that's being made here in New Jersey.
1: Well, I, I think the, the real progress as we've been working on for all these years is to create a welcoming environment for this <clears throat> and a welcoming environment so that a technology that someone whose system does work or can be made to work, and, and you know, collect some data in in Trenton with attendance, so that it does work. Definition of work is it's uh, safe, or it doesn't have to be perfect. Safe enough. One has to define safe enough. Nothing is perfectly safe. Okay, that it's safe enough so that it can provide mobility to people. You know. High quality mobility. My goodness, if you don't have to have a driver, the, the vehicles are available to you. you. Hop in, go someplace, hop out. And as, as, as I think probably uh, Cruz is seeing in San Francisco in the middle of the night, oh, my goodness. People during at that time, you know, those that don't have cars really need this because there's no other way to get there. I don't, I don't know when Mooney stops operating. Somebody look it up. You know, I don't think it's 24-7. So what happens if you have to you know, go to your, your job? It starts at 1:00, the, the 1 o'clock, the 1-7 shift or the 1-9 shift at a hospital or someplace. How do you get there? Or if the shift ends at 5 at o'clock, you know, how do you get home? I mean, you know, I don't think the bus. Maybe the buses run. I don't know, but
0: I, I well, doubt. As, it. as as he pointed out, they have to deal with uh, probably a higher percentage of erratic driving at that hour too. For well, variety the, of yeah, reasons.
1: there is some, and yes, it is challenging. It's not. It's not absolutely trivial, of course not. But the, but the value proposition they provide is, I think, enormous to a sector. And, and if one is really looking looking to pro- to provide equity out there, you know, this is providing mobility to people who, who, you know, otherwise they walk, I guess, you know, maybe the exercise is good, but, you know, come on.
0: Well, we really want to thank you once again, uh, El Elshinawi yeah. from Cruz for Absolutely. joining us, a terrific guest. Thank you also to our sponsor, the Smart ETF's Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO, and more info is available at MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 corporation. You can find us at SmartDrivingCar.com, also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, wherever you turn to for podcasts, really. Ask your smart speaker to play us too. You can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching. Please stay safe.
1: And thank you, Fred. And of course, you know, I guess I didn't mention it, but the the summit, I mean, it looks like it is going to be spectacular, but more information you know right now right now it's um, either clickbait or or hyping it on my part and I, I excuse me folks i don't mean to do that but um but my goodness uh it's it is really coming together uh but but more later if it doesn't um well i'll tell
0: you and you know and apologize stay tuned